0: Talk. We got a couple things to get into. We got, you know, more and more of that NBA talk, MVP races, playoff races solidifying. We can go right there with you. Also got the Yankees season in, in, in full swing, kicking up now. You might mention the Mets. for few Mets fans that harassed
1: me, harangued me, verbally abused me because I ain't cover your team last week.
0: I got you. I got you. We might be able to fit them in there. Uh, We also got some NFL news to cover, a little bit of NHL, you know, a little Rangers playoff preview. We could talk about the Masters,
1: but I really don't care. Is that fair?
0: That is fair. That is actually fair. Actually, we get the Masters out the way right now. Somebody won, and they're over. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's
1: about what happened. Yeah, that's my recap.
0: Sergio Garcia won. He got his green jacket. That's cool, bro.
1: I'm used to seeing Sergio Garcia choke down the stretch and, like, miss a putt on 18. Like, that's the Sergio uh, Garcia I know.
0: Every dog got his day, you know what I'm saying? But just in case you forgot from five minutes ago, this is Blunt Talk, episode 10. And let's get into the real real quick. We're going to start off with the MVP race. I think the race is over. Yeah, there's not much to say. Uh, for any of y'all that haven't been
1: watching basketball in the past, you know, five months... It's been a back and forth since just about the start of the season with uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Russell Westbrook really pulled off some video game numbers, averaged a triple-double for a full season, and then ended up breaking Oscar Robertson's record for most triple-doubles in the season in a pretty dramatic fashion yesterday.
0: Right. Yeah, that was pretty amazing with the game winner. I mean, that's like his fourth game winner of the season, first of all. That's his fourth 50-point triple-double of the season. I think it's fair enough. I mean, 40-second triple-double, by the way. I think it's fair enough to start talking about what is, what is this season's legacy for Russ, which is why I think you, you should even call him MVP and it should be the end of the debate because we're talking about legacy with him, with nobody else. Let's, let's, uh, let's frame this even apart
1: from just his legacy, which we can get on in a second because you know, I'm, I'm a big fan. Russell Westbrook has been astounding this year. Pay money to see that guy. How fast is he in person compared to
0: everybody else? It don't look fair. It's not even the speed so much as it never stops. It's constant.
1: Human turbo button. He never got a Gatorade cup next to his name. Never. I wanted to say real quick, not just his historic season, but there's been a few players having otherworldly seasons, and he outclassed them all. That says something in itself. It's not like he's running against a a two-horse race because I said James Harden was close. That's because James Harden was two rebounds off a triple-double himself. You have LeBron James, who's the best player in the NBA, best player on the planet, He's averaging a career high in rebounds and assists, and he's shooting practically 56% from the field. And he's not even in my top two. That's crazy. Steph Curry's going to finish with 410 plus threes. That's insane. Isaiah Thomas is 5'8", and he might clinch the number one seed in LeBron James' Eastern Conference.
0: And, I mean, you're right on all of the above. Check, check, check. I mean, 26-9-9 from LeBron used to sound crazy. Now that sounds... You know, <laughs> team compared to the other guys I mean Steph Curry clocking in four and a three that's about a normal day's work for him right about now and I think like you said it just puts it into perspective that Russell Westbrook still outclass all these world class players like I tell you this season like somebody spiked the drink somebody put something in the water out there <laughs> or maybe just a couple people was mad about because the talk was on two teams for the preseason
1: I think they announced uh, Space Jam 2 and everyone got upset that their agent never sent them an email, gave them a call. Like I want to be in space right. too. Right. Like
0: I got something to prove.
1: You know what it is? They should just settle like this. If you finish in the top five of MVP votes this year, you
0: get to be a monster. I mean, hey, that sounds that sounds pretty much how they figured it out the first time. You know, <laughs> Patrick <laughs> and Charles Barkley, and then that's pretty much yeah, what I mean, it was. Yeah, Sean Bradley's near MVP campaign. He was big. <laughs> what, you, what, what did you really steal from him, uh, little bug? What you throw height? Yeah, <laughs> that was his height. I don't know about their hook shot. I don't want to stole that. Oh, man. But uh, <laughs> it just really proves um, everybody else's season just really solidifies how great Russell Westbrooks is. And, I mean, I think if I had a vote, my vote would come down strictly to the fact that simple and plain, that's, that's who I'll pay to see. If they was on the list, that's who I'll pick. First off, you know he's not going to rest. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's going to be there. He don't take plays off. I mean, damn, he take a game off. Right, but even more than that, that is the guy that his team's winning. You didn't think there was going to be a playoff team? No, nah, they'd, they'd be a bottom three team without him. Like, how much of the Rockets win improvement from last year?
1: Well, they, they, they're going to win 50-plus games last year. They missed the playoffs, but let's be fair. the Rockets. Their team dramatically improved this offseason.
0: The Rockets made the playoffs last year.
1: They did, actually. They finished a game ahead of the Jets. Yeah. They were close. They were hovering around like 40 wins themselves. So they got like a 10-win improvement. That's nice. That's great. But the Rockets got markedly better from last season to this season. The Thunder, apart from losing Kevin Durant, lost Serge Ibaka, who was a pretty you know, good role player himself. Like, that's, that's, not a, uh, no, that's not a bad player. Yeah, right. that's, that's, a, that's another very impactful player. Russell Westbrook's out there with a bunch of non-shooters. Uh, the second best player on the team might be a center who's got no offensive game, but his biggest effort is the fact that he can also run for forty-eight minutes. Right, like you give Russell Westbrook a few people that are willing to put their body on the
0: line, and he'll take the, he'll take them to the playoffs. Yes, Russ just has to do more for his team, and it directly. Goes to them winning. like That, that triple-double record isn't that is the, the one. Isn't that the
1: definition of a most valuable? He has right. to do more for his team. He's more valuable to his team. He has to do everything. Like He needs those stats. The Suns would not let him get that triple-double. I thought it was pretty funny
0: because I've never seen Jared Dudley play defense. But his answer was on point, too. That's, that's cool because <laughs> we see the Suns value history more than the games itself when they held up that 70, 70 when they point. lost. So we see the Suns value history. So, okay, we get it from y'all. But I like Russell's answer when they try to challenge him on it. Like, I'm six for twenty five. What what do you really want me to do? I'm gonna try something. Like, you know what I mean? So and, and it goes right hand in hand with the stat. I don't get a triple double, we lose. So I think I should try to get a triple double. <laughs> because we, we we on a sixty four game win pace. I think it was averaged out.
1: Come on, man. That's yeah, that's that's insane. When this man averages a triple
0: double. You you were sixty five win Their They're top their top record in the league pace. Right. I, I'm, I'm good with it I'm good with it Solidify my book That is the MVP That is the most valuable player To watch and to have on your team This is it What?
1: Luchini pouring from the sky Let's get rich What? The on the Sugar Dons Can't quit What? Now pop the cork And the Vega And get lit What? 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 what?
0: Introducing Phantom of the dog walk through my head with levitation from Leafish and as Besson, A7 showbobin with rugas, flash vines, Bella Fonte, Figga. Let's get what this work as we confiscate your figures. Yes,
1: Brown, levitate and and Dashiki's the lah. You know, we, we're doing our top 10 later, real quick, since we got the MVP locked up. Who's
0: who's your All NBA first team? Oh, okay. I'll definitely do that. Um, Westbrook and Harden is my backcourt. I'll do Kawhi and LeBron up front. That's fair. Who's your big, though? This is a tough one.
1: I would have to go Anthony Davis. I, th- I thought maybe AD or DeMarcus, but my issue there is they're both maybe first both... off on the same team, and it's a, it's a losing team. Right, that's why I got stuck. These yeah. other guys are all top—well, Russell's six. But the rest of them are LeBron's top one tie four in his conference. Other I mean, two it, it might play. have to
0: be KD, but I'm a firm believer in having, if, even if they're not a true center, some kind of center big some, man some, presence. Some type of size. Right. Instead of just picking another forward. But that would be my All-NBA top five. And I guess the second team, you have Curry. You have John Wall. Um...
1: There's a few guys You have Isaiah, that I'll go three goals I, on the second team. I think Giannis is going to make one of those teams just off his versatility. He would have to at least. Uh, this, it, it's tough because there's not a lot of centers putting up those type of prime numbers. But if you look at guys like Marcus Saul, consistent, usually overlooked, but he belongs somewhere in those, on those top three just off the winning aspect of still being able to put up numbers on a good team. Right. It's not like he's the only one there, to be fair. Mike Connolly would be an all star in the East. Maybe not this season. Based off John John Wall, Wall came took that up, next Isaiah step. Thomas. Kevin Walker is still right there, too. But he, he's an all-star. I think Mike Connolly and Kevin Walker will be battling for that all-star spot. Right. But that's, yeah, there's there's still a lot of guys out there that are, you know, top three worthy based off their numbers. But the West specifically there's just so much talent.
0: It's, I, there's so much talent all over. I think the entire league went up. Because I mean, if you look at the yeah. bottom records for those last couple. Those are similar in the East and the West now. That's not that disparity. It anymore. is.
1: I, I think there's, there's still more stars or better players perhaps in the West. The East, they they just keep vulturing coaches off of uh, Greg Popovich's staff. It's going to work out. They're going to get better every year. Amen. email Ime Udoka, I'm booking it now. Ime Udoka is going to be a star head coach for the Bulls in like four years. In fact, I remember when he played and he was a role player. You-, you know, you mentioned the Bulls. People think of Michael Jordan, they think of the NBA. Let's, let's, you know, transition real quick into Jerry West. A lot of people think MJ is the logo. Jerry West is the actual NBA logo. And at the time, yeah, a little bob cut, can't really tell based on the Brady Bunch hairstyle in there. Looks like a bald black dude to me. That's what I assume. But Jerry West is the logo, and he doesn't want to be anymore.
0: I think, I think he sees the game is at another place. the time of the logo is done. I mean, you got people yamming on people every night now. Yeah, it should be someone, like, with their hands up
1: in fright and someone else dunking <laughs> over them. That's the logo.
0: <laughs> that could be a logo. Or big. they could
1: spell the, the, the NBA with, like, number three, just to reference where they're going. I think, I think it kind of makes
0: sense that, because, um, one, the Big Three's logo... It shouldn't feel like more basketball than the NBA. <laughs> that's the first one. I think that's what kind of... Shout out Ice Cube, putting the pressure on them. Right, because you seen that, you was like, oh, okay, that, that, that makes me think of basketball. So That should be more basketball than the NBA, so that's your first thing. But, second thing, I mean, I think at this point, it might just have to be the Jordan logo as the logo. I mean, besides the fact that it's on the shoes and all that, I mean, it's just synonymous. Like, at this point, there's people that will... That started and stopped watching basketball, Michael Jordan. He hasn't played in 15 years. He's still the most iconic player in the world. I mean, they had a a poll, I believe, by one of the major uh, outlets that uh, measured the American superstars across all sports. Most active and non-active. And Michael Jordan, I believe, was still number one.
1: And it's not surprising. No. And um, take a quick, brief uh, look around the studio. I spy some Jordans on someone's feet right now. It's, they're not going to go away. The legend, the
0: legend is never going to go away. Um, the man was amazing, like a Russell Westbrooker type amazing. But um, it just feels like basketball because, I, I mean, if you think about all these players coming up now, playing right now, they all watch Michael Jordan. Yeah, there's not a lot of people going home and
1: watching Jerry West highlights, and that's no offense to Jerry West. It's just it's just the nature it's of the just, beast. It is what it is. They, they see what resonates to them, man. They're not gonna when watch when he went to the
0: '92 guys. Olympics, all that stuff. I mean, they said it right there. Like that was the start of the rest of the world saying, "All right, we gotta get better. We gotta really play. Like we can't. We this is how you play basketball, and that's because Michael Jordan and boys came over. So you could literally trace back his influence to making the game of basketball better. Yeah, the D League logo looks more NBA ready than the NBA logo. Right, it it captures the wrong time period. Now, I mean, it was a legendary logo. I mean, at least get low on your crossover, <laughs> or something, right? Too upright. I mean, it, it it served its purpose. It served its time. I think I'd be a little something more modern. I could I could completely see maybe um even a shot a jump shot, too, as the logo. Of, I just associate NBA, I mean,
1: there's a lot in the game, obviously. I'm not going to back like, yeah, I associate the NBA with everything. I see a block. I'm a, I see a picture of a rebound. Nah, I think the NBA, I picture somebody up in the air, arms stretched. And it don't have to be the jump man, but in some form, it's somebody getting, you know, getting up there.
0: They got a lot they can go with it. I'll tell you that. A lot. I wouldn't mind the switch. I'm cool with the change. Sticking with the NBA still, a little bit of current events. Eight. We had the Cavs facing the Hawks I think it was the second game of a uh, home-at-home Cavs lost the first leg of it In their house They went down to Atlanta And they squandered a 26-point lead In the fourth quarter in Atlanta To lose to the Hawks again Who, I believe, still didn't play Dwight Howard If you would have told me that The Cavs
1: can blow not, not only did they have a 26-point lead But LeBron James had a triple-double With like 30 points That's I put my life on that. There's no way. I didn't. Good thing I didn't.
0: Kyrie had like 45. But I think, um, first of all, I mean, everybody's thinking Cavs are in trouble. I don't think they're in trouble. Now, we thought they were in trouble a
1: week and a half ago. They came into that game against the Celtics and washed them up. I think the Celtics, for their own mental stability and how long they go in the playoffs, that one seed to help them. The Cavs, it doesn't matter where they're positioned. But I will say, I'm not, like, I, I'm not worried about the Cavs coming out the East. I'm a little less convinced that they can win it all right now because their team, they're just not good defensively. No,
0: I think it's more of an effort thing. Because their whole problem mostly lies on the defensive end. It's not offensive thing. See, their offense is fine. And that comes with effort. It's not a communication thing as much. I mean, sometimes you're leaving people open. Um, sometimes it's just kind of like LeBron's not he not getting down to his stance as much as he needs to. He letting people blow by him too easily. And that's really what it is.
1: a matter of effort where you see someone like LeBron, who's your best defender, but more or less taking plays off. That's what it kind of sounds like. You're not getting down your stance all the way because you don't feel like chasing somebody that's taking plays off. That's not as easy of a switch to just turn on because it's the playoffs. You, know, you form bad habits. Your body kind of just reacts to bad habits. Now, should I question LeBron James being someone who's played in six consecutive finals. Not as someone to get there, but as someone who hasn't won every final he's been to, I'm kind of worried about the team as a whole. You can't just go Super Saiyan for seven games out of every, you know, two weeks,
0: and expect that's going to carry you through. Exactly. I think exactly the opposite. reason why I'm still confident they can pull it out and they will pull it out is because LeBron James has been in six straight finals. Make no mistake, LeBron James plays like somebody that's been there before. His entire play this season is somebody that knows how to put the effort he needs to put there when he needs it. I think that's exactly what's going to happen in playoffs as far as he goes. Who I'm concerned about is Kyrie, and I'm concerned about not even Kevin Love as much as the other bigs. Larry Sanders. Just, just got there. Derrick Williams has never been to the playoffs right. before. And uh, a little bit of Shannon Frye because Shannon Frye looks more and more like, I really just want to live on this three-point line. I don't want to be down here with y'all. I would say Richard Jefferson is one veteran
1: that I feel like somehow took a step up this year. Whereas Shannon Fry, who was huge for them down the stretch last year, he's kind of regressed. He, he had less presence. He's more comfortable. Yeah, he's more comfortable being a background guy. He, he had some big games last year.
0: I think it's just because of the nature of the position they play. Like, Richard Jefferson could play on the outside. Like, Shannon Fry literally has the same... Like, there's no way to get around banging down low. So after a while, yeah, that shit gonna whoop your ass. When
1: you're that big, you gotta be at least... Within range to grab some of them rebounds. You firing off threes. You don't got to get back on the defense when you, that's that long rebound, fast break starts. Channing Frye's not getting out there to stop Chandler that guy. Channing
0: Frye ain't got no lift either, so he can't really even once he's down there unless he gets prime position. He ain't getting that rebound as often. That's why you it to Larry Sanders. Larry Sanders still a little bit undersized, still removed from competition for what three for two, years, yeah, two and a half. Two. That
1: Andrew Bogut thing, like,
0: run. they didn't give up anything
1: to get him, but that does hurt. That does hurt. Out of Andrew Bogut if he would have been healthy right now, I said he's, he would have been their second best, at least, defensively. They, they had a clear
0: need. They had a clear need for a Yeah, he, he fit perfectly when they signed him. He moves and the ball at the five spot, and he takes up space. He gets the rebounds. He'll play defense. So I think they're going to find what they need in that middle. I think come playoff time, you just need Kyrie and all your – your perimeter guys to stop the ball. You can't let dribble penetration happen by everybody. Like, there should be a reason. Kemba Walker gets in there, not Kemba Walker and his whole crew. You know, so that's what you got to correct. a party at Derrick Rose. Yeah, house, like the doors open, everybody get in here before they find out type of thing. Like, come on, man. Like, you got you to gotta keep people out the paint. Keep people out your kitchen. And then you'll be able to cook. Is this what you want? Now I wanted to talk
1: some non-playoff teams for a second, but with the Thunder win yesterday, they locked in that 3-6 matchup with them and the Rockets, man. But Russ versus Harden. I'm I'm happy we got that matchup. Yeah. It's the two people presumably in the top tier, the MVP. One who I think clearly has it now, you seem to agree. I think everyone else after yesterday kind of has it there if they were leaning one way or the other. But the fact that we get them round one, that's fireworks.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I'm ready for that. I know everybody's writing off the Thunder, but I'm actually going with the upset. I think um, I think Russ is going, and the Thunder's going to pull it out six games. I think they're going they're going to go back to a grinding kind of strategy. I think when they see the Rockets over and over again, they're going to figure out a way to grind them down to minimize Ryan Anderson and Lou Williams, like Anthony Robinson going to be all over James Harden and give him frustrated. And if the refs don't call the game too soft, too ticky-tacky, let them play a little bit. The refs seem to swallow their, their whistles
1: a little bit in A uh, little, little bit more, the so they season, keep up season. with that.
0: Like They don't even got to change it. Just keep kind of where you're going.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see them winning the series in where James Harden's taking 20
0: free throws a game. No, because that means nobody else is getting involved. If James Harden has to work for his little 30 points, a lot harder than— because right now James Harden could just coast. And just throw the ball. He playing 2K out there. Everybody open. But as soon as they decide, all right, we're not going to collapse on you. We're going to put one guy on you out there, deal with him, get past him. Meanwhile, I'm going to stay at Ryan Anderson body. because I know Ryan Anderson ain't putting this ball getting past me.
1: He's not, put, he's not putting the ball on the floor and creating right. space. Even he's going not going to put that
0: ball down to get past me. He's a spot-up big man who can hit corner threes. And 16-footers. So all they got to do is keep a hand on all the shooters' bodies, keep a hand on the nays' body on the inside. Look, if James Harden gets you for 50, James Harden gets you for 50. But if you let them fling 33s, then you're going to sink. It's going to be quick.
1: I I would have in that matchup, I would have the Rockets just because they're a better team. I wouldn't be surprised to see Russ pull it off. He's like a madman right now. Plus, if he did, that would just cement anybody that might have been questioning, hmm, should I give it to Harden?
0: Plus, he don't forget the Rockets. By all, right. they're still a Dan Tony team, yeah, so Dan they still Tony have ball, the man. same flaws, the same flaws that they always had. They always been able to drop points. It just fits in a little more, cause that's how the rest of the league going. So that yeah, actually,
1: it fits in more because he's a six six point guard. <laughs> that
0: and the rest of the league all chuck. So now you look normal, but that means your advantage is actually less. So it, it comes down to your defense. And what I'm going to bet is that what I've seen from Dan Tony before. Man, hey, while, while the Thunder. He ain't going just like that. While the Thunder don't have a ton of,
1: uh, I would say, A1 role players, what they do have is some big bodies. Taj Gibson and S. Kansas, Steven Adams, Baby Sabonis. That's a lot for the Rocks to deal with. So I Jeremy to see Grant. That.
0: Um, they J- got Jamie some bodies. People on bodies, they got some athletes. And that's really, Dunder's going to bring their defense, their athleticism, and as they say in football, that play style travels, Thunder. That's what the playoffs is, mucking the game up, slowing it down, and seeing who could really play some half-court basketball. If, I don't know if you heard, uh, Daryl Morey,
1: Rockets GM, was on Mike and Mike this morning talking about parity and how to make the league more competitive. He has some good issues on rest, or uh, thoughts on the rest issue, but... One thing he said was kind of interesting, having a better tiered lottery system. So you, you know, take that full incentive for being absolute garbage, you get the number one pick. There's 14 teams that don't make the playoffs. Have it set up so it's five teams, five teams, and four. That bottom five, they have an equal chance of that number one pick. That next five, they have equal chances at landing something within their range outside of those top five guys. Instead of just having those bottom three for sure and everybody else from 4-14 4-14 through is like a, you know, fish food. You'll give everybody a chance. Give everybody that's under, if you, if you win less than 20 games, I don't care if you won six games, you don't get more of a chance because you're that bad. What could happen, you know, is the bad teams don't get those picks and then they're bad for longer. But now just you can fire your GM faster because it, it, ain't, it ain't that hard to be competitive at
0: least. Well, what you have to remember is this. First of all, there's always been hyped up first picks. Yeah, well, we don't have to look far. <laughs> Ron Harper was a Michael Jordan clone before he became Ron Harper as we know him. So everybody gets hyped up. So what we really have to do is we have to be comfortable just letting the bad teams get these players. If there's a great player, then the good teams will do what they always do is find a way to get them. Why land it to
1: the Spurs? I just mean more so that a team that comes into the year knowing they're bad—
0: they don't get to fold it in in week two. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, how we even got to the place we're in is because people driving the system mad with all this concoctions and perversions. Like, it just has to be... It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. It has to the, be
1: underbaked. Even the fact of uh, protected picks being traded. That, For instance, the Sixers this year are probably going to finish with a fourth pick by base, uh, base projections right now. The Lakers are probably going to finish with the third, but if the Lakers finish outside the top three, the Sixers get their pick. Now, because the Sixers are at four right now, if the Lakers don't get a top three pick, it's probably because the Sixers got it. So They would have three and four. Now, that sucks for the Lakers to have made that move, but I don't care what your pick is. If you traded your pick, you traded your pick. You can't decide for three years, I'm going to hold on. Right? No, 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 I like this draft. I like this draft. I'll get you back on my taxes. That's stupid.
0: The thing with politics and at large, you can't answer a problem with more legislation. This creates more tape to jump through. You just got to, some things you just got to, Man up and have like an honor code or something, or just let them be bad. If that's what, if the '76 is gonna be bad every 10 years and keep tanking every 10 years, then their fans will eventually see. Hey, every 10 years this BS goes through and it still don't work. Cause we back here, you know. No team is gonna get to the top. Doing that, Somebody. all the good players that we've seen on Seventy Sixers still ain't did nothing. I mean, we had a young squad with a bunch of young dudes. It was called the Clippers with Quentin Richardson, Darius Miles. Yeah, it looked good, but they never won no games. Who knows? That might be the same thing. Hey, so, if you want to think even even
1: more recently, we saw about James Harden and Russell Westbrook, all draft picks on that Thunder team, and they got somewhere. They just didn't keep them. Oklahoma City's not a place you might be able to sign people, but they draft good. They've been drafting good. When you when you don't going a top three pick and your pick is 15, if you still make a good pick. Your team's gonna get better. Right. That's it. Just you know, I I think if they do do that, they could weed out the bad, the truly bad GMs quicker. They don't need to wait three years to trust the goddamn process. Get out of here. Give me give me good basketball. And only a bad GM says, "Let me lose real quick. I'll show you what I got." Speaking of bad GMs, that don't know when they should lose. The Knicks have lost their last two. They seem to finally be on board with tanking, and I don't think they mean to.
0: I don't know how you feel about it, but is a bad
1: strategy every time. I feel like winning promotes more winning. If you promote losing, it's going to be hard to bounce out of it. However, the Knicks mostly suck for most of the second half of the year. And in the past, like, two weeks, they're all competitive now. That's, that's good. That's good improvements. But please, please, stop beating these playoff teams. Every Knicks fan can think back to Steph Curry getting drafted at seven because we fell to eight. I love Porzingis. I keep thinking about us not getting one, getting Towns, who since the
0: All-Star break, by the way, is averaging 28-13. It's a way to go about it, but, I mean, I mean, in y'all situation, y'all should lose just for the fact, yeah, we're going to get closer. But, I mean, you can't never figure out what you really need because you don't even know what you look like. You can never f- figure out where you're really going because you're depending on one player, and then your whole development is attached to one player and how you're going to fit with these other two, three players. Like it, just putting together basketball players and making it, it work. Right. It's tying it's tying your hitching your wagon to one horse and, and hoping he's Sea Biscuit every time. Like, that's not gonna happen. Even even one of the biggest issues with the Knicks in the past,
1: I'll say, ten years. The team damn near no matter how bad they were the year before, I get changes that have to be made, but it's damn near a new roster every year. You gotta have some holdovers. Cause otherwise you just admitting to getting it completely wrong. Why is Sasha Vujacic like the lone holdover on this team? People. You know, we, we did a whole lot of basketball. There's one last thing I wanted to end on. It's kind of a, a sentimental moment yesterday in the Lakers game. I don't know if you saw it. D'Angelo Russell hit that game winner. He hits the game winner. Team's mobbing him, of course, smacking his arm all up, icing his veins. He's trying to get away. He takes takes off straight up into the stands, his brothers. They embracing, start tearing. A Couple fans got up and they're rubbing in like, hey, I know him too, although oh, it was kind of weird. <laughs> he said in the post-game interview, he ain't telling anybody. His grandmother passed away earlier in the day. Wasn't even going to play and just decided I had to be out here. Oh, yeah. So, was, yeah, when know. his grandfather died, he came out job 63. I remember Barry Bonds coming out hitting that home run after his father passed. I remember uh, Tiger winning that tournament after his his, uh, his father passed. A few people. Brett Favre Brett Favre, that Monday night game is one of the rare things where We're reminded often that these athletes are human So they have other human, like, experiences than us Just because they spend all their time playing sports Don't mean they don't got family Don't mean they got a mother, father, brother, sister Like, that's all real to them So this dude hits that shot And you can only imagine what's going through his head And the first thing he does is try to take off You know, DeAndre Russell catches a bad rap He's done some stupid things He's young still Shout out to him, man
0: I mean, from the basketball, we're gonna transition to the baseball. Um. Let's talk Yankees first. I know,
1: you know, hopes were high. Dan gave us a real good rundown last week. They're three and four right now. That's not a bad, it's just a slow start, it's not a bad start. To be fair, a lot of people see the Mets, and we'll get into them in a second, as contenders in the NL this
0: year. They're starting off three and three. I don't see anybody freaking out. I mean, baseball is kind of like, it's not like horse race. You don't got to get out the gates, great. You just got to get off. You got to be standing up. I mean— You uh, got to stay close. So when it's time to make that run, you're over there And especially with us early, I mean, Joe Girardi been playing with the lineups a lot and trying to figure out who's here, who's not. I mean, Greg Bird had a had a pretty rough game this week. Sad and Aaron Judge been in out the lineup, even though he homered earlier today. So, I mean, it's a lot of Girardi's trying to find out what's the right mix to start him off. So, it's, the record's nothing to worry about. I'm glad we got three wins at this point. We ain't get swept. It's the last thing about Orioles because we was up. Lost that two game, Two days man. ago and blew the lead. That was, that was a harbor. So those of you who want to work out, find out why we're doing that, nip that in the butt. So the record, you know, we just stay in the course right now. We, we over here, we competitive. We're in games. We're not getting blown out a lot. Um, I think we're trending up. Uh, the more we solidify the lineup. Gary Sanchez is out a month, though. Yeah, that's a bicep strain. Uh, he's going to miss at
1: least four weeks. Uh, that's nothing you want to play around with. But it's uh, cool. Hold him out as long as you need to. Right, it's, it, it's cool. Could've, it could have been a bicep tear. Like, let's, let's, let's count our blessings for a second. Yeah, Gary Sanchez out the lineup was possibly your best hitter for the next month. sucks. But he's still going to be here. It's 162 games. He's right. going to miss one calendar month and be back. The pitching staff, I probably have uh, more pause about than the Gary Sanchez injury just because you know Tanaka's your one guy, and he's been shaky in both his starts. I mean, you got to let,
0: let your ace, even though he's been shaky, you got to let your ace work it out too. Still got to tell him he's the ace. He What's is. It? It's undeniable. See, CC has looked
1: good, though. I gave him that. That's C CC's looking. It's only
0: gonna be a benefit. And Pineda looked great.
1: Pineda yeah, Panada so. got rocked in his first game. He came out today. He had eleven K's.
0: He had a perfect game. He had a perfect game. Perfect game. Yeah. He had a perfect game seven. going through and seventh. He
1: pitched until he got eight, eight and a third. That's that's exactly what you want from your start. You can't. Because we have such a good bullpen, not that we needed them today. But if you could hand off a lead post seven, you should be
0: in good hands. But back to Pineda, you can't do that without good stuff. So we just yeah. need to let people just is work out. Just, you can't be critical of them, right? Again, baseball, 162 game season. So right now, Gerard's just playing with the lineups. People just filling themselves out, getting them early season jitters out. Um, Severino's probably gonna go through the same process. Let him mature a little bit into the season. I think by by May, yeah. you're gonna see patterns for him. I think Pineda's gonna trend up today.
1: They officially announced today Jordan Montgomery's their fifth starter, okay. which, you know, we kind of saw that coming. He was really good in the spring. Yeah. I wanna see how that rolls out. He's scheduled to make his next start.
0: Uh, in the finale of this home stretch. perfect. We're gonna let the young guys feel themselves out for the rest of April. I think that's what Girardi's gonna do, cause I think his willingness to move the lineup around shows nobody solidified. Like Gleyber Torres is in one week, one day out, the out the next. You know, just trying to feel who, who's here. Like you know, you know he's not trying to rush the young guys along. So I think we're gonna be all right. At end of this month, we're gonna see what happens. But it's gonna be a fun ride to start this April off. April of baseball.
1: Liking it so far. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good time of year because the Knicks usually disappoint me, so I got to get invested in the Yankees early. But, man, we're young and exciting. There's a lot to be, uh, you know, excited about. If you're a Mets fan, there should be a lot to be excited about because you've got a ton of pitchers. But their, their expectations are a little higher. I think they're legitimate contenders this
0: year. I think, especially with they pitching, like the, these, are not, these are not the Mets we knew when we was coming up. These are the new and improved four or five deep Mets. I mean, Syndergaard, I just saw the other night, uh, took care of business. I mean, you got two guys, three guys that go deep in the games with Syndergaard. DeGrom, Harvey. The, right. Top of he rotation. looked really
1: good. I was worried about them pitching Matt Harvey last week. They, uh, they threw him out there Thursday night for his first start of the season. Been raining all day. His first game back, coming back from injury, might have warmed up early. Then he comes back out and he's not hot. Or you've slipped just a little awkward. He came out, and he was fine. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he looked like the Dark Knight again. He was
0: dominating, actually. I mean, he, he had the stuff to He's do up. it, so that's a good sign for for the Mets, definitely. But the Mets definitely should be shooting for NLCS or better because with that rotation, you got a nice nice depth on your lineup. I mean, you got a good mix of power, speed, contact guys. You maybe you might have to make an acquisition or two during the season. Jay Bruce has uh, two homers already. He's slugging. He's batting at around
1: 273. Keep I keep saying I feel this way. Jay Bruce, I don't think is a long-term piece for the Mets this year. And I think if he does get off hot, they can flip him for either somebody out the bullpen because they can always use some relief pitches. Got all the starters in the world. You can't have enough relief pitching, especially when you come to postseason. Look at the Cubs and the Indians last
0: year. But uh, they can get yeah. a guy out of Colorado, Gonzalez. Go get cargo. Yeah, because, I mean, Colorado don't attract too many stars. Uh, look at Tula Whiskey a couple years ago. Everyone ends up leaving there. Right, so I think, you know, you put the right package together, tell him you're going to give him the money he needs. That will be I'll be the last guy you got to plug in. I mean, you got a good outfield battle going now for the Mets, but I think you need somebody solid in that lineup. Cespedes is good, but he was too volatile for me. Actually, last night is a funny
1: thing, so I could be advocating for Jay Bruce. You know, if they're going to deal and play Conforto every day out in the outfield. They both hit home runs yesterday, so, you know, it's hard to— Pick and choose. It's a good problem to have, though. Lucas Duda's been more good than bad. It's still early. But you got to like what you see, man. Obviously, the season's still young. I don't got a ton to touch on right now. The Mets are currently 3-3. Uh, three three. They're a game off the pace of the Yankees played today. The Mets are playing the Phillies right now. So by the end of the day, they will play seven games. Is it a possibility to see another Subway Series this season? This season, no. Give it another year. The Mets stay healthy and the Yankees, you know, make one big acquisition, maybe... You know. I said I was going to talk Mets for you Mets fans. You got some Mets. Hit, hit us on hit us on the Twitter. Hit us on the Instagram. You want to hear more Mets? Tell us what you want to hear. Yeah, the epitome of greatness. Face it, no one place and close. Sweetness on the beach, that Walter Payton flow. On track to be the best, what you pacing for? Call, play, still back, pump, fake and throw. Who that? true reason on the field. The document is my, your mental shit real to real. No little game plan in my phone. Standing most Haters, commentators Call them Pat Buchanan Don't steal slamming On the Cadillac Swinging lane to lane Gripping grain Like a battle X remain Capture the future Like it's here for me Why these cheerleaders chill cheer for me
0: You got a lot of fans Of everything A lot of passionate Hometown fans Especially for them Rangers You got a lot of Passionate hometown fans Rangers preparing To face the Canadians Next week And uh, start of the playoffs Yeah, uh, the 12th First is the 12th. Just picked up a win against the Pens last night, 3-2. Uh, Ryan McDonough said some real good stuff about the team. Just getting it tuned up, getting it ready. Uh, they had the backup goalie in Helbert who picked up the win got his first night. win, yes. 22 saves is solid, man. That's a good outing right yeah, there. Yeah, we stay with some solid backups, man. Man, when you're working behind the king, you you bound to pick something up. Bound to pick something up. But Meanwhile, there uh, the coach, he coached some goalies up. <laughs> Ship them out every two years. We bring in some more defensemen. Well, back to the playoffs, Rangers have been, you've been three straight, four straight now? Um, had a couple. Uh, actually, I'm th- sorry, it have been seven straight playoffs. Seven straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seven. thought there was a break off in the year. Uh, nah, I apologize. That you It right. was all together. But <laughs> we made a couple runs, I think, two years ago. And, and, and yeah, they've the Kings won. Yeah, they went to the Stanley Cup that year, year before. They were in the Eastern
1: Conference Finals. So
0: Can we finally find the goal scoring to match our defensive play?
1: That's really what it is. And... So for the regular season this year, they've been much more. They they're quicker, they're younger. They score more goals. We shed a lot of weight in the offseason, a lot yeah, of older we sh- Shed a lot of age. Yeah. yeah. Once you get you get Dan Boyle off the roster, you kinda just, you know, cut cut your group age down by like five years. But uh Rick Nash, I think you can't call him an X Factor, but he's kinda got A Rod syndrome in New York. You get to that postseason and it's nothing from him. Just yeah. allergic to the net. I mean, if we get one more nasty season, I think get, that's all I need. Yeah, one, more, one more nasty season. Lundquist isn't getting any younger. Uh, you got some good young guys. I, obviously, Jimmy vc has been huge this year. Kevin Hayes, Chris Crowder, I can't really call a young guy anymore. But he's playing better. Pavel Buchnevich, that's him and uh, Mika Zbigniewicz, two of the younger guys this year that they just score goals. They know where to be. They're around the at the right time. You're going against Carey Price in this first round. The Rangers taking on the Canadians. You need to get a lot of that junk around the net, too. Yeah, you can't. You're not set up the perfect pass, and you're going to fly it one time and right by him. Right. You got to, you know, play it off the bounce, get some rebounds. Just throw the
0: puck in there and get ugly a little bit. Right. But well, I think you hit the nail on the head. We got younger and faster, and I think we started maturing around there in the form. You got a, a, a the, defensive captains are still back there. And I think, uh, sp- at least with the Canadians, I think uh, we got the right mix of uh, goaltending, Speed and a little yeah, youthful and energy. And some youthful offense. Right, to, to get done past them. Um, who we see after that is going to be interesting, but definitely looking forward to the Rangers' playoff yeah. debut they, coming up. There's weird seating in the NHL. I think if they win, they
1: were able to win this matchup, which would be tougher. They get, like, Ottawa in the second round yeah, of Boston. Yeah, they're the
0: wild card, too.
1: Yeah, but that's, it's I all crazy. I don't know how that's structured. Te- I mean, technically, if everything goes right in the first round, we get caps and pens in the second round. We ain't going to have to wait. Get that in the second round. I'm not sure that NHL would have that, you know, set up that way. But quick, quick other hockey things to mention. You know, we're not going to get in a ton of teams. The Islanders didn't make it. Brian Bickle, uh, Hurricanes, he's a left wing out there. He got diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis a couple Mm -hmm. days ago. He announced his retirement, played in his last game yesterday. Game goes to a shootout. And in his final game, dude scores his first career uh, shootout goal.
0: That's that's like that's, a, that's a like cool a movie story. Right. That that should be a movie. That should be Miracle Part Two. <laughs> I'm more of a Mighty Ducks guy myself. I mean Mighty Ducks was cool, but my man with Kurt Russell was in that team, man. That was beautiful. Miracle uh, on ice.
1: So one more one more quick hockey mention. Mystery Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to talk about Connor McDavid real quick. Okay. Not Conor McGregor, for some of y'all that might be confused. Oh, that fight might happen. I think it is going to happen. Third fastest player to ever score 100 points in the NHL. Uh, if y'all know Conor McDavid, he's in his second year at the Edmonton Oilers. And a second year at the Edmonton Oilers, he's nasty. And he's right off Sidney Crosby and Wayne Gretzky's pace. If those are the guys you're chasing on, that, uh, on, on those stat sheets.
0: You're doing something. He came out the door, out the gates flying. He, he busted in. And speaking of that, he's shout out. No, he's no Austin Matthews. <laughs> I will about to say, speaking of that, shout out to Austin Matthews becoming uh, I think, the fourth youngest to hit 40, 40 goals. Po- yeah, 40. 40 goals in the season. He's, he's on pace. Ovechkin, 52 in his rookie year.
1: Big time. Okay. I, think, I think this could be the year, and obviously I'm pulling for my Rangers. I think this could be the year Ovechkin gets his Stanley Cup.
0: Crush you on the boards.
1: That's a surprising amount of hockey. I bet y'all didn't see that. Uh, that's You know, quick NFL mentions, not a ton going on. The draft's coming up. We missed it because our show was last Monday, but on Thursday, Tony Romo announced his retirement to go straight to CBS and just snatch Phil Sims' job. That's heartless. Good for him. I
0: mean, it is kind of heartless for Phil Sims, but you would be all right.
1: Hey, Phil, Phil, Phil good, for,
0: good for Tony Romo,
1: man. Phil Simms ain't have a secure grip on that, man. Not at all. That Rumble was a run up in. Rumble got his back broke twice, man. We didn't see that third time. I'd be remiss not to talk about the Patriots because apparently they do nothing but improve after winning Super Bowls. Apparently they're signing everybody. All right, so here's the rumors. I'm about to play for here's the, the rumors to that. Quick Patriots news, quick hitters. Possibly trading for Richard Sherman. Marshawn Lynch. Possibly signing Marshawn Lynch. And possibly building a new stadium because they have nowhere to hang up their fifth banner. Possibly the evil empire. You know, uh, Vladimir Putin got one of those rings. <laughs> Snatched it right off Kraft's hand. Like, that, at least mine, no, I take. That's why we ain't another one. Uh, I didn't get my ring back. <laughs> <laughs> so this, since this is Blunt Talk episode 10, our 10th episode, we thought we'd break down the 10 most expressive or iconic, at least, New York athletes of our era. Keep in mind, my era, I will say, 94 till now. So I'm talking about not necessarily the best players, but the brightest, the ones that we know because, you no, know, they get it done on, this, on that stage or they get it done off the stage. They get it done off the field. These dudes is coming through well-known, crushing kegs, you no, know, chewing bubble gum and kicking ass. And with that, we should start right at number 10. Sir Brodel Beckham Jr. Very short in his New York uh, stardom, but you can't deny, at least in my entire time watching the Giants, Odell Beckham's probably the best, most skilled player we've had. And off the
0: field, he's everywhere. Off the field, he's everywhere. He's like the football version of Drake. I agree with that. Um, As a Ravens fan, we haven't had an offensive weapon like that. Ever, so I can only imagine the Giants having it. I think that's a fair choice, number 10. So we're going down
1: next. This is one of my all-time favorites. I got to watch this dude serenade everybody on the beach in the rain with his guitar last year, the Michael K. uh, Beach Bass. Bernie Williams. Who doesn't love Bernie Williams? Bernie Williams missed the consistency on the field, too. He just always seemed like... Yeah, he, he always stepped up when he needed to launch a Bernie bomb every now and then. But the thing about Bernie Williams, every time you see that guy on the field, you see him at old time his day now, you see him in the booth, anywhere you see him, he's got a freaking smile on his face. It's contagious. I see Bernie Williams at this point like you. Yes. That's
0: young Panama right there. Young Panama. So definitely. Bernie Williams came in at number nine. Yankees legend at that. Uh, number eight, we got to go cross town. Um... Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza. I I mean, I think he just embodied that New York vibe, especially like It was the hair mostly. It was the hair. It was I mean, he was great on the field, used to just club stuff. I mean, he never seen catch a hit that like catch that. Catch a hit,
1: yeah, crushing him.
0: Oh one when when the when the towers went down, he was out there in the in the FDNY jersey. It was big time, man. It was all big. Yeah, I even growing up as a Yankees fan, Mike Piazza was just a
1: real Prevalent figure for all those Mets teams he played on late 90s and the early 2000s. That was a guy that was just, he represented the team anywhere you went. He just make you think of like a raised Pizza or something like that. <laughs> like
0: I always confuse his and, name
1: with pizza. In my mind, he's Mr. Met. I, I picture that baseball-headed dude but with like a curly mullet. Word to Piazza. Oh, man, number, number seven on his list, one of my personal favorites, a very key member of probably my favorite basketball team in all of uh, New York sports, at least in our, our time. That 99 Knicks team, Latrell Sprewell, that's a dude who just played angry. He got you excited. That's, that's, that's the kind of person that his play gets you up off your feet from playing defense. That's not a dunk he just threw down. He's just in your face. He, he ain't t- I feel like he, and that's a guy, I, I think he's from, uh, he's from somewhere out west. But he's got a New
0: York swag about his game. I concur with all reasons mentioned. No, Sprewell was the truth, man. Came over here 99, did his thing. I mean, Allen Houston, I don't want to mention with him. Yeah, I mean, I love Allen Houston too, but to me... Sprewell had a little more attitude. He had that edge, right? Yeah. That's, that's just what separates him. Yeah, Allen Houston kind of played that same Robin role even before Spreewell got there. Like He was like, all right, I got somebody to lead the way. I could just do my same thing. So definitely, definitely shout-out to Spreewell though. Um, after Spreewell, I mean, we could fit a, uh, a Rangers uh, soon-to-be legend in there, hometown legend, Zuccarello. Um, oh, no, you want—yeah, Zuccarello. Right throw at— a Hobbit in there, man. Right at six, we got Zuccarello in there. And, I mean, like you said, just embody the heart of the city a little bit. When you see him on the ice, see him Smaller playing— Smaller everybody, and he's not playing backing big. down. You got Zid- Zidane Charas out there roaming— <laughs> Big as all all knows what, but Zuccarello out there hanging tough, putting together those scrappy goals, putting together those plays that you love. So definitely salute to the man on the Rangers, you know. Uh, Definitely, we remember the Mark Messiers and all that stuff, but we're trying to talk about a certain era right here, so (laughs) Mark Messier quite didn't fit that too much, even though he did break a chip in, what, 95. All right,
1: so we're going to talk about 95 and 96 We'd be remiss not to have some Yankees on there. Try to keep it a 10, but we, we
0: got a lot of armor. We,
1: we had Bernie on there already, and I didn't want to put the whole damn core four, but I can't not put Andy
0: Pettit. Come on. No, Andy Pettit kind of embodied the Yankees a little bit. He left. For, if David for the Cone money, stayed longer, even though he's on Yes Now, I would
1: have said him. Andy Pettit left for the money, and it's like, oh man, Andy Pettit, how could you? And that came back on a discount. <laughs> if that ain't love, then what is? Honorable
0: mention: Roger Clemens, too.
1: Yeah. All right. Here's my honorable mention list, real quick. Roger Clemens falls just outside that list. A Rod didn't crack that list for me in an honorable mention. Jason Kidd, I don't have him on my top ten, but the fact that he brought the Nets to relevance twice, led them to the finals, and then as a coach brought them back to the playoffs. Chris Childs is on there just because Chris Childs. Because he punched Kobe in the face. That's hey, important. Man. Charlie Ward was the first Heisman Need winner I saw time. play quarterback. Charles Oakley is definitely
0: an honorable mention on there. LJ, four point play, very iconic. A lot, there's a lot of Knicks legends we could run down. You know, we,
1: so far, it's been mostly baseball and basketball. How about a football name? How about number four? I put in Sir Elijah Manning.
0: The book of Eli deserves it. Can't can lie.
1: And we can't talk about any of the swag because he don't have none of that, although he's, he's deceptively funny.
0: He got two rings. That's about as many jokes as you need to tell. Um, both times, he clutched it out. Both times, I mean... he. Eli, man,
1: it's not It's not tough to play that cold-blooded assassin rule in the city, but he's one of those guys that he doesn't get too high, but he also doesn't get too low. And that, that works out. You got to have a heart like
0: that in this city. Number three, speaking of cold-blooded, uh, number three is my second favorite Yankee of all time, uh, Mariano Rivera. Um, he shut the door for too much. It was it was almost twenty years of excellence at the at the back of the back of the train. Um, whether it was the the slaughter, change up, fastball cut, fastball, cut fastball, right? It it was over. He was shutting the door. He was shutting the door. I mean,
1: you talked enter, about Pettit, we talked about Bernie.
0: Game, man. Right. Sandman for real. Like we talked about Pettit, we talked about Bernie Williams or Mariano's right there. Greatest closer of all time. Oh, most certainly. Most certainly. Um, Trevor Hoffman, you got the number, but Mariano, I think, is is the greatest. And, I mean, what, five chips? Five chips is big time. Thank you, man. man.
1: Uh, we got to go back to the hardwood for a second. The Knicks haven't been great in, in this run, in this era we're speaking of, but to not have Patrick Ewing at number two felt wrong. It felt wrong. Patrick Ewing is one of the 50 greatest players in the NBA. Single-handedly carried the Knicks to the precipice every year. They had to be there. Even when Michael Jordan's there, you got to know, okay, we're not backing down. We'll see them in the playoffs. If the Knicks make the playoffs now, you don't expect them to beat. You don't expect them to win a game against the number one seed. The Knicks will come out. They want the eight seed, to be fair. But the Knicks will come out, and no matter who was in the East, no matter who was in the East, it's like, all right, we're going to get it done.
0: We're I trying mean, to win a chip. I mean, with John Starks, ain't Charles Oakley, Derek Harper, Mark Jackson, I mean, Patrick Ewing was that, that force that tied them all together. I mean, he pretty much let that team out every night. Like you said, made sure they competed, made sure they threw down. Every time, no matter who came into the building and I mean, it was really right there for a chip. Missed a finger roll at the end against the Bulls in that conference finals, and then that, that's the paces. Oh, that was the Pacers, right? Yeah. Lost, to the, the, lost to the Rockets. Lost to the Rockets, the next one in the finals. So, I mean, yeah. it, it was he, tough.
1: He, he never got him to the mountaintop, but I'll be damned if Patrick Ewing ain't try and have my team competitive. He was but right there. All my early basketball memories. I mean, Michael Jordan denied a lot of people. He did, but they they battled with him. Right. It's not a bad list to be on. No, nah, not at all. Uh, number one, you want you want to do the grand introduction for number one? Oh,
0: of course. Number one, straight from the backyards of the Bronx, El Capitan, Derek Jeter. I mean, if you didn't know this already, Derek Jeter is probably the greatest New York athlete we've seen in our time. Whether it's the championships, it was the class he led with, it was the leadership. I mean, he brought A-Rod in and showed him how to win. He brought Clemens on. It didn't matter who you brought. You brought him into Jeter's fold. He made it happen. Here's... His, Apart from everything on the field, why
1: Derek Jeter is the number one New York sports icon of our time, it's everything else, quite literally. Somehow this man had a very active social life and was never in trouble. And in the era where like TMZ first popped up, that's not just impressive, it's impossible. You think his baseball numbers are impressive? Go look at that man's body count.
0: No, the body count is impressive. El
1: Capitan. Okay. Every time. He could fill the ba- baseball team full of Maxim's finest and that'd be his B squad. Like, that's his triple-A. That's his scranton wilkes berry team. That's your double-A call-ups. Derek <laughs> <laughs> G the coldest, man. So many iconic moments. This dude really came Too up. So many
0: classic plays came up through the system. Just a, a born and bred kind of thing, you know? Definitely. Derek Jeter, best New York athlete of all, my time, I believe, wholeheartedly. And um, it's, been a, it's been a a, a good good uh, stretch in New York sports. Hopefully it gets a little better on the hardwood. But definitely salute to all the New York athletes that have passed through and gave us some great moments over the times, over the Word, years. I y'all gave us a lot to talk
1: about, man. Right on. Yeah, Blunt Talk episode 10. It's been a fun 10 episodes. We look forward to 10,000 more.
0: With that said, we out. That's our time. Peace.
1: Home and kick it in the auto shop with as long as he can make stove runs and keep his mouth shut. Same way I came up, all my triple O's was hood famous. Nice guy surrounded by wolves wild, dangerous. That's why I gained this cool. Walk this talk, you trying to duplicate and make tools. All you do is make fools of yourself. Underground jewels, chest of copper pot, wallet in the wishing well, hell and fail, trying to get close to the jet code, but it would never be deciphered by a rookie pilot that's why I sit opposite the driver 63 and pilot bed chain steering wheel guidance I'm out the window sky watching plotting as usual, that's what I'm doing when I'm quiet, can't remember sure the name but she had that loud pack. the other night in Tallahassee and I thank her for that Fine freaky in the snaps with her legs behind our back, in the wee hours of the morning, picture mailing that she but love, I'm trying to Come on, let's